This is The Big Show with Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show. Jake Scott with you, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live today from the South Palace, hanging out with our friends at Homie at Silicon Slopes. Stop by and see us if you're down here. But right now, let's talk some BYU football. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Utah will be in a drought uh, for next summer. Smart Rain knows that 2022 budget planning for most businesses is coming soon. Take advantage of their Save Now, Pay Later promotion and do your part by saving water while saving money. Check Best of State Award winner Smart Rain at smartrain.net. Of course, he's a former BYU linebacker. He's our good friend Jordan Pendleton with us here on the big show. What's going on, Jordan? Oh, nothing much, man. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing uh, just fine. Excited to have you on, as always. And uh, want to start by talking about the Boise State game. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to your thoughts because it seemed to me, from a, you know, uh, uh, sports radio bozo perspective, that it, it was very strange that the the identity BYU had all year long didn't show up to the game. You know, they were beating up teams and they were running the heck out of the ball and they were dominating physically. And I thought they'd show up and run all over Boise and the exact opposite happened. So help me figure it out. How does that happen? Yeah, you know, it, it, it was definitely a, man, it was, it was a tough game. I, you know, there, there's not an ounce of me that thinks Boise State is a, is a better team than BYU. Um, I, I think Boise State is better than what the record shows, but you know, I, I kind of looked at it a little bit different. I, I didn't think we, um, you know, ran as well as we have in the previous games. But if, if you just if you look at the game, um, you know, offensively, I mean, we had you know we we, we had a I think it was a hundred, if not a, over a hundred more yards than they had. Um, we had as many first downs as they had. If you, if you just look across the board, uh, we pretty much um, and, and I agree with you, but we pretty much outplayed them. Uh, in every facet of the game except for turnovers. And, you know, the, 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 the four turnovers really, really killed BYU, and Boise State was able to score off of, off of most of those turnovers. And that, that, was, that, to me, was the main difference in the game. Um, I, I do think, um, you know, like I said, Boise State's always been a, a very, you know, highly respected program. They've had really, really good teams over the years. And they came in, and, and it, it was just a matter of us turning the ball over. If we don't have those four turnovers, I think we win that game uh, rather easily, and, it, and it, it wouldn't have turned into to what it did. And so, you know, I think anytime you turn the ball over and you get in a situation where um, you're, you're playing from behind, kind of changes the game plan a little bit. And I, I felt like we did get away from the team that we have been, but we've also never been in this situation this entire year where we haven't been in control of the game or, or been in the lead. And, and so I, I think, you know, part of that, uh, we got out on an early 10-0 lead and, we, you know, all the turnovers happened, the fumbles. And, and once Boise State got up, got up on top, I, I think, um, you know, we kind of had to, you know, switch what we were doing. And we just, we, you know, the, the, the downside of, of that is we haven't been in that situation before where we've been down trying to come back in a game. And so I think that definitely added to your point. And, you know, it's just a, it's a tough loss because now, 
you know, it, it sucks not being in the conference, and this is this is why because you lose that one game, and now it's like, you know, it kind of just kind of puts a damper on the whole entire season. And I hate to look at it like that, but um, you know, BYU was was the better team. We turned the ball over four times. They capitalized off it, and they and they won at, at our place. So it was a tough loss. I agree with you that it, that has been the biggest downside of Independence is you just lose so much, so much it seems to play for uh, with just one loss. But you know teams uh, have overcome it. So if if you were giving advice to a current BYU player on how to you know refocus and and go back to a big game against Baylor, what would you say? Well, I think I think the exciting thing about the rest of the season is we you know we still got really good teams on the schedule, and so. You know, the, the downside of not being in a conference is, and, and I'm not in no way comparing BYU to Alabama, but Alabama, you know, they lose one game. If they went out, they're guaranteed in the playoffs. And, and, and it's just not like that for BYU. But with that being said, we still got a, a tough Baylor team this week. I mean, if we can go in and beat Baylor, that's going to be a huge, uh, huge victory, especially after coming off this loss. We still got USC on the schedule. And so, you know, I, I feel like the way that the schedule set up this year is, you know, this loss could be something that could be a really, really good thing for BYU. And if they can come back um, knowing that we still got some, some really good opponents on the schedule, if they can win out from here, um, you know, and that's, that's four, five power five teams, that, uh, five power five teams that we have beaten, uh, four Pac-12 teams. And, you know, you're looking at a really, really good season. And who knows, maybe uh, they still have a chance to, to finish strong and, and still get some – um, consideration for a playoff spot, but um, you know, biggest thing after a loss like that is you, you know, you can't let it affect the rest of your season. And so, my advice to these players is, um, they, they, is, is, is bad as it sucked, and and I know, you know, I, I think the good thing for them is they know they were the better team, and it, and it really came down to uh, we just turned the ball over and they didn't. And and I think if they can, um, you know, regroup and come in and beat a good Baylor team, it's going to set the season up. Um, you know, the, the rest of the way out to have a very successful season. And, um, you know, one loss to, to a Boise State team with the schedule they've had this year would be a very impressive season. So there's still a lot on the table, and, and uh, these guys got to rebound quick and, and, and get prepared. So Baylor Romney, last we heard, uh, anyway, has returned to practice, but, of course, it's limited. They're they're progressing with the concussion and you never want to rush those things especially you know today's day and age uh, of awareness but when he is available and 100 percent healthy does byu have a quarterback controversy on its hands well i you know it's it's tough and i think they do you know i it, and 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 jaron hall i thought had a really good game aside from his interception that he threw i i feel like he played good he had over over 300 yards passing i, I thought he played well. It was the running backs that were fumbling, and um, you know, I I just look at it like this: we got two really good quarterbacks. Um, they've both come in and started, and have done really well all season. And now, it's, uh, I, I definitely think there, there's there's a quarterback controversy. I mean, I would hate to be the the quarterback coach or the OC there because you got two guys that are very capable. And moving forward, uh, it's going to be a tough decision when Baylor is healthy to. On this side, you know, I think I think Jaron's still their guy, and I, and I think um, you know he's, he's yeah you know played phenomenal so far this year, but but so has Baylor. So I mean, it's a good problem to have when you have a backup that is just as capable of being a you know a, a proficient starter 
but you know, I, I wouldn't want to be in, in that position to make that decision because I think they're 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 both deserving of the job. How do you think the defense is playing as a whole right now, Jordan? Are they exceeding or not meeting your expectations? You know, I, I thought the defense has has done you know pretty well, all things considering this year. You know that um, you know when we played Utah State last week, I was very impressed. You know, Utah State was putting up I think over 500 yards a game and. And um, they didn't even come close to that. So, you know, there's um, there's some things that I think BYU's defense has done really well. I think the one thing, um, if I could say they could do better at, is just creating create more turnovers. Um, you know, I think I think that's the thing is, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, these games, and we saw this last game, they come down to turnovers. And um, that, that's one thing that uh, they, they could do is just do a better job stripping the ball out. Um, you know, I feel like, we need to get a little bit more pressure on some of these quarterbacks. But all in all, I feel like they've played really well. We've gone against some really good teams this year, some teams that have you know explosive offenses. And we've been in the lead every single game except for this Boise State uh, game. And that, that says a lot about the defense. The defense is getting stopped. Um, they're not giving up a lot of points. Um, some games they're, get, they're giving up quite a few yards, but – um, it's kind of that bend don't break mentality. I mean, I don't really care how many yards the team gets on you as long as they're not scoring. And so far this year, I feel like BYU's done a very good job of, of keeping people out of the end zone for the most part. Um, they've, they, we've, you know, we, we just saw Utah go put up, you know, over 40 points on USC, and you know we held them to under 20 points. And so, uh, you know, I, I feel like all things considering, the D's done a really good job. Uh, but there is there is more, and and that more is you know uh, coming up with bigger plays, um, you know sacking the quarterback, getting pressure, um, getting you know causing fumbles, getting the ball out, and you know if you look at last game especially, um, I, you know Boise State had about seven to eight minutes more time of possession, and so you know although we're not giving up a ton of points, we are out on the the defense is out on the field for. For you know quite a while, and 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 our offense is doing a really good job on on third down efficiency this year. So defense has just got to do a better job of just getting off the field and getting the ball back into our offense's hands. But aside from that, I've been I've been actually pretty impressed with them this year. You think it matters at all that uh, Coach Grimes and Coach Mateos are on the other side? Obviously, being extremely familiar with BYU and what with BYU and what they want to do. Yeah, I, I, I do for sure. You know, I think that's a um, it's a huge asset for them to have because you know I I, I would be surprised if BYU just came in and and didn't have some tricks up their sleeve or they didn't have some adjustments or, or just different hand signals, different cards on the sideline. You know that um, I've been in you know similar situations like that where you're playing a you know a former coach or or. Um, you know, whatever the case may be, and and you know, if they're smart, they're gonna they're gonna use that to their advantage. And if the BYU is smart, they're gonna come out and they're gonna show some different looks, and they're gonna show some different personnel groups. Um, they're gonna have to change some stuff on the sideline that maybe they've been still using since um, Grimes was there. So, but e- either way, I think it's definitely an advantage for Grimes and and the Baylor team. And I think BYU is definitely going to have to, you know, uh, at least make some adjustments so that they're not showing the same looks and showing the same things. And 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 Roderick Smart, I think he'll, I think he'll um, manage doing that just fine and come in with, um, you know, some different looks and different things to try and mess up Baylor's uh, Baylor's defense a little bit and and offense. 
What are your thoughts on Grimes and his run at BYU? Your overall, I guess, uh, opinion of the job he did? Yeah, I thought, I thought Grimes was an awesome hire. Uh, when, you know, when Kalani brought him in, I was super excited about it, mainly because, you know, I've had a lot of I, – I never played for Grimes, but there's a lot of uh, BYU alum that I know that were there, you know, the years that he was there. I had heard nothing but – great things about him i thought he was he did a you know phenomenal job in in helping build that program at lsu and when they were playing really well and so and and all the things that i heard from the players and um guys that were around him were were all positive and and um you know i thought he did a phenomenal job i mean you look at what we did um last year and and the the year that we had and um you know i i think he's a phenomenal coach um i I think uh you know i Happy for him to, to get the job at Baylor, and and he's doing a good job at Baylor this year as well. They're five and one and, and have a solid team. So um, I, I think overall he's a, he's a dang good coach, and um, you know uh, ho- hopefully he's on the losing side <laughs> this weekend. I think if nothing else, Jordan Grimes brought back the offensive line to BYU, right? You know, you think back to those 90s teams and 80s teams, and they were just full of these monster offensive linemen that just mauled people and, you know, got away from that a little bit, you know, uh, in the go-fast, go-hard era and and maybe a little bit in the 2000s. And it seems like he's brought back that, you know, big mauler offensive line to BYU. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think that's been the biggest um, adjustment and and the biggest – reason BYU we've looked so well on offense the last couple of years is our, our offensive line is, is I'd say the last two years our offensive line has been just about as good as you know any of the years I can remember um, and, and you know I, I was fortunate to play with an, with an offensive line where we had big guys just like that that could get out and run and they could you know they could pull and um, they, they could cover space. They could block out in space, and and that's what our offensive line is doing. And I think Grimes is a huge part of that, um, and also too just a huge part of you know BYU is it's fun to see BYU get yards and put up points, you know. And we we didn't have that for two to four years there for a minute. We you know I think we were averaging 13 points a game when when Detmer was there, and it, and and so it's good to see BYU. You know BYU if you look back in the 80s and the 90s. We put up tons of points. We always had quarterbacks that were, you know, throwing the ball. And, and it, it's nice to see the quarterbacks throwing for over 300 yards every game and, and throwing touchdowns. And it's nice to see receivers start getting over 1,000 yards again. And, um, and just, you know, it, it's, it's fun as a fan to be able to go in and, and watch the games and, and see us be able to have an explosive offense. And, um, you know, we didn't have that for, for several years. And it's fun to finally see it again. So you've seen your Cougs beat Utah. You've seen your Cougs beat Arizona State. Who do you think wins between those two teams this weekend? Well, you know, I, I think um, I think Utah is on a, on a good little run right now. Um, you know, I, I think they, they've got a lot of momentum. I think they got a lot to play for with one of their teammates. Um, you know, uh, the, the tragedy that happened of, of one of their teammates getting shot and killed and. Um, I, I think they got a lot to play for. I think they're gaining some good momentum right now. And I think Utah has a, a really good chance to finish out the season very strong. And um, I, I think I think they take care of, of this one this weekend. I, I don't I don't think Arizona State's going to beat them. How hard would that be in a locker room to, to lose a teammate like that? I, I would imagine that would be very difficult. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult just losing a teammate not to death, you know. Like, any yeah. time you lose a teammate to injury, it, it, it sucks. Um, sometimes you lose a teammate because they made bad decisions and they're, they're no longer a part of the team anymore. Um, you know, I, I'm fortunately, I've never had to deal with losing a teammate like that. But, you know, I've, uh, we've lost tons of teammates to injuries, to, um, you know, off the field stuff. And, and even that is hard. I, I, I can't even imagine. And, and that's two now in the last year, I feel like, um, that, that they've lost. And so it's, it's a lot to deal with. I, I can't even imagine. And I just, you know, um, I feel bad and, and you hope, hope the best for them. But that, I can't even imagine what that would feel like to lose a teammate or something like that. That's just, that's just, uh, that's bad. It's wrong. It's tough. Uh, just so, of course, we end on a lighter note, uh, give us your thoughts. Does BYU go down to Baylor and come away with a win? Yeah, I think it's going to be a very good, yeah, a very good game. And, you know, I, I, I do pick the Cougs. I think the Cougs are going to come out with a win. Um, and, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, you know, Baylor, they always have a very explosive offense. And so, um, I, I I feel like I always say this, but I feel like it's true. I feel like with BYU, uh, you know, this this weekend, if we we cannot turn the ball over. And it sounds so cliche, but a team like Baylor, they they put up a lot of points. Um, they they have really fast, explosive athletes. They're they're a team that can um, score on one play, and and so you know our offense, we cannot we cannot turn the ball over. We got to control the the clock. And but but I think BYU uh, you know bounces back and comes out with a big victory this week and or this weekend and um, and you know I think it's going to be a you know it's going to come down to the defense and who can who can get stops and, and who can who can get off the field on defense and that, and that's going to be the story of this game that you know in the, in the turnover battle but I think we re, re, recover we we uh, have a big win this week and look forward to finishing out the rest of the season they still got a lot on the table so um hopefully they're super motivated and and they can go get it, get the job done jordan thank you as always for dropping by the show we really appreciate it absolutely man hey we'll talk to you soon thank you very much jordan pendleton former byu linebacker jumping on with us as he does every week to give his thoughts on uh, byu also you know wanted to get his thoughts on uh, utah arizona state of course uh, two former byu opponents and uh, he thinks uh, utah is going to go down there or uh, i guess not go down there he's they're going to get a win at rice eccles stadium uh coming up this weekend all right we're here at homie or actually kind of we're with homie at silicon slopes here at the salt palace and if you're uh, coming down uh, feel free to drop by and see us homie's got a lot going on we're here in this great booth Looking very famous, Lloyd. I'm serious. I don't. I don't feel cool or smart enough uh, to be sitting on this floor right now. I You're feel very like the, super famous. Super famous. No, not at all. Okay. I, I feel like people are, are giving me weird looks. Like, what's this? Who let the sports guy in here? But no, a little cool. out of place. <laughs> a little out of place. But no, it's it's awesome. And of course, uh, homie, a big part of the tech scene around here. They do wonderful. Uh, things they save people a lot of money in fact they're doing a great deal uh, for zone listeners uh, well they can save zone listeners a ton of money across the board but uh, uh, deal for zone listeners going on right now you uh, normally you uh, the listing price or to list a home excuse me with homie it's uh, 3500 bucks they're going to knock $500 off of that price just for using the code zone so certainly go to homie.com and you can save that money but uh, they'll help you when it comes to buying a home selling a home they do homie loans homie title in fact 
they're excited because they uh, broke out this uh, this new thing here, Homey Cash, uh, where they're going to help you out. It's a new service uh, that allows home buyers to upgrade their offer to cash. Homey Loans will advance hard money cash loan to well-qualified buyers that they can use to purchase a home. Then you refinance into long-term uh, conforming mortgage. So it's awesome. It makes you, uh, your bid more likely uh, to get uh, your offer, that is, more likely to get accepted. I believe uh, uh, Katie told us three times more likely. So that's a big deal. So find out what they're all about. Come by and see us at the booth. It's homie.com live from Silicon Slopes. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Time to welcome in former BYU wide receiver Dylan Colley. Do you find Baylor to be a little bit of a mystery? It's definitely a mystery, and that's only because of their new offensive coordinator. Who's the one that's actually calling the plays? Depending on how many times they fake the jet sweep, you'll have a pretty good idea of who's calling the plays. So you're saying Grimes likes to fake the jet sweep a lot? Yeah, I'm not sure if you were able to watch 2018, but I probably faked the jet sweep about 1,500 times. <laughs> well, you got yourself in shape then. <laughs> oh, I was in shape. Sideline to sideline, baby. <laughs> hey, they had to respect your speed. No question. What did it say about no you? Question. I think it said good things about you. Let me tell you, it was a tough one. When I did get it, though, it worked out. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone. Zone Sports Network. Huh, huh? I told you we'll make a play. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Zone is giving away tickets to every Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State home game all season long. Listen for your chance to win tickets to see the teams you're passionate about right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Jake Scott with you, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk some jazz basketball here in a moment, but we're live at the Salt Palace, uh, home of Silicon Slopes. We're hanging out with our friends from Homey, and Katie jumps on with us uh, once again. Katie, you, you seem to be a Blink fan. You approve of, uh, of Lloyd's uh, choice for Band of the Day today? I do approve of the choice for Band of the Day, so thank you, Lloyd. I, I did it for you, Katie. <laughs> gives a good vibe, right? Gives yes. a good, good vibe for the show. Like, uh, good vibe down here. This is great. What a great event. Yeah, lots of lots of people. It's been a busy afternoon, so it's good to see so many people out and be together again. Oh, it, isn't it nice? It is great. <laughs> uh, it is great. It's, it's been fun to have the arena full again, and it feels like jazz basketball again it did of course it did in the playoffs a little bit last year but it's it's nice it is it is nice to see so many people and get all those jazz fans out and i still have yet to make it to a game i mean there's only two my husband went and i went to i was in the snow at a flag football game and i'm like i think i got the short end of the stick here like yeah that sounds cold game i went to a football game that's all right flag football hey i bet it was fun get out there and cheer them on poor alex got the cleveland browns this year and i'm it's been hard to cheer for the Browns. For the Browns. <laughs> no, Hans would love that. Yeah, Hans is all aboard the uh, the Browns bandwagon this year. Uh, you know, speaking of kind of 
getting back to normal, one thing that certainly hasn't been normal has been the, the real estate market out there that uh, folks are, I mean, it's it's booming. I, you you actually were have been in real estate a long time. Before you jumped on with Homie, you were a real estate agent, and we can we can talk about that. But have you see ever seen anything like this? It has been crazy, and I, I keep hearing from so many buyers, oh, I'm just waiting for it to crash. I'm just waiting for it to crash. And, you know, I'm just going to say it's probably not going to crash the way you guys want it to crash. Um, unfortunately, the way things have happened, back in 2008, we did have a huge housing market crash, right? right? Um, and because of that, we had a lot less builders. And now we're kind of reaping that and having to deal with that. And so um, we've got a lot less inventory and a lot more buyers. And so that's making it so competitive out there. So if you're a seller, that's great news. You get a lot lot more for your home. Um, if you're a buyer, we, we've got your back. We can give you a, um, the competitive edge and make sure that your offer gets accepted. We've got Homey Cash with Homey Loans. We've got incredible buyer agents here to help you out. Um, we also have Homey Loans that will guarantee you the lowest rate or will give you $500 back. Um, and so much so that Hans actually put that to the test. Hans was refinancing one of his condos, and um, he was like, hey, I went out and I tried to find different different rates, and guess what? I couldn't find a better rate. Homie, homie loans wins. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're here to make it a simplified process across the board. Um, and so the market might be crazy, the market might be booming, but we've got your back. Well, think of homie loans for sure, because rates are still awesome. Yeah. And how long is that going to last? I mean, uh, yeah, they're amazing. I, I've now refinanced twice in the past two years, which kind of makes me feel crazy. But I first refinanced with a 20-year and got a 2.75. And I was like, sweet, this is amazing. I love it. And then the next year, rates went even lower. And I'm like, I wonder if I can do a 15. And so I got a 15-year loan um, for a 1.75. Wow. And I'm like, I am totally on board and happy with that. So Yeah, that's free money right there, basically. Yeah, that's I'm amazing. saving so much money over the life of my loan and that's all thanks to homie loans yeah. if you haven't done that uh yet homie loans you need to do it uh katie thank you very much for jumping on with us we appreciate it thank you all right there you go that's our friend uh, katie from homie as we're down here at silicon slopes uh, feel free to drop by and see us if you're coming down here or coming to the convention uh we'll get you hooked up if we have any jazz gear left which it doesn't look like we do uh but at least come by and say hi oh look at that bring him by uh, little bottles of coke how cool is that? All right. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the jazz, and this actually has uh, a little something to do with Silicon Slopes. Uh, yesterday, Ryan Smith, uh, obviously um, owner of the Utah Jazz, and Dwayne Wade, who is uh, minority owner owner of the Utah Jazz, were both here, and uh, they were both uh, doing some charity things. And, of course, uh, Ryan Smith uh, with Qualtrics uh, is a big deal when it comes to the Silicon Slopes world. Uh, but Andy Larson... Of Salt Lake Tribune fame, uh, had a chance to, to uh, do a very nice story on Dwayne Wade. Uh, got quotes for uh, an interview, and really, all of it is uh, is a really great read. But um, Dwayne talks about how, when he was a player, the impression that he had of Salt Lake City and Utah uh, was not reality. And uh, in fact, I can I can read a couple of these quotes, but would still encourage you to to uh, check check out the piece from Andy for sure he did great work on it but uh, it says quote I just never felt uh, I just never felt like a place where I felt like I was wanted Wade remembered the warmth it wasn't there and a lot of players around the NBA feel that coming here you don't feel like you have places to go things to do it didn't feel inviting for you to get out and do things like New York 
So he goes on. He says, the perception of Utah is not our reality. I understand perception because I come from inner city Chicago, a black man in America. I understand what I'm perceived as in a lot of rooms I walk in, but also understand once you get to know me, once you peel back the layers, the reality is not what you see, and that's the Utah State, unquote. And again, he gives uh, Andy many other great quotes on a variety of topics, but um, I think that's very important uh, because when it comes to basketball, the, the NBA world is changing a little bit. Player emp- empowerment uh, is certainly a thing. You know, this is a totally different conversation, but le- that will be LeBron's lasting legacy in, uh, in the NBA is player empowerment. Players get a, to, to choose more, and there's more priorities out there for players, and franchises are doing more for players than they ever have, and players can choose where they want to go, what franchises they want to play for, and there's all a variety of reasons out there why players make the choices. Uh, that they do. But I do think Dwayne Wade's involvement and and the direction that Ryan Smith wants to take the franchise into uh, opening up, you know, drawing back the curtains to the NBA world on what a great community this is and that the stereotypes and the reputations and and all those things out there are not reality uh, because, uh, quite frankly, they're not. That's why over the years I've always cringed when the jokes are made. You know, the nightlife joke that was made by the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs uh, several years ago. And the Jazz credit, they parlayed it into T-shirts and kind of turned into the spin, which I thought would be was a good move. But, I mean, every time that those jokes and all that stuff gets out there it it perpetuates the stereotype about our community which by the way our community is is far from perfect as we've discussed a lot over the years you know there's there's things that we can can do internally to make things better as always because on that front you've really never arrived but it's a great place to live. It's a great place to be full of nice people, family-oriented, and it's fun. Salt Lake City is a fun city. Uh, this the, the Wasatch Front is fun. Anyway, the, the reputation matters, and I think it, to bring somebody like Dwayne Wade into the franchise to, to change his perception of the community, to turn him into an advocate for who we are and, and welcome him into the community as well, I think is a huge deal. I think it's going to go a long way uh, in NBA circles. And that is going to make guys like Justin Zanuck, their jobs, all that much easier because they're going to have a wider, uh, a wider, be able to track, cast a wider net on the players their careers. I, I thought it was a huge, huge deal that Jordan Clarkson re-signed with the Jazz last year. I think it's a huge deal that, that Mike Conley did too, but with Jordan Clarkson, it, there was a guy that could have gotten similar money somewhere else, certainly would have been in demand. He was coming off a great year, and this is where he wanted to be. And it would be really interesting if, if Jordan uh, sat down and laid out all of his priorities as to, to why he made that decision. And I bet a lot of them would be basketball-related, you know, playing for a coach that he liked to roster, the opportunity to win, all those sorts of things. But he obviously felt comfortable here. And he's a Jordan's a, a he's a hip guy. He's popular. He's dated a Kardashian. He's he's a good vibe tribe, and he wants to be here. I think those stories are impactful on a basketball standpoint because players are becoming more and more important by the day. And 
the Jazz need to create something that those players want to be a part of. And that, that comes to retaining Donovan Mitchell, retaining Rudy Gobert. You know, those things, I, I feel like that Dwayne Wade doing what he's doing gives is, is like a, a face of that curtain opening movement, so to speak. And it's good for our community. You know, and, and it's interesting that, uh, that they, you know, he's here for Silicon Slopes because I think the tech... Uh, industry is is something that is the future of of our community. My wife is in the tech uh, the tech sphere. We talk about Homey, uh, who we're here with, who is just an absolute groundbreaking company. I mean, there's so many amazing things that are happening right here that cast such a positive light on on our community from a national and from an international uh, stage. And the Jazz have always been the face of that, and probably will always be because the NBA and sports in general are so popular. But there is a real opportunity here, and I think that I think that Dwayne Wade's relationship with the Utah Jazz is absolutely key. And hearing a little bit about the backstory that I have of how it came together, you know, he's a big part of this franchise, and that was the idea. He was not going to be, he was not going to be just a, a, what's the right word? He was not just. It was not for show. It was not just going to be one of those things like, oh yeah, we're cool because. Drake uh, Drake owns uh, uh, Drake owns a small minute portion of the of the franchise. I, I believe that Dwayne Wade signed on because Ryan Smith wanted him to be an active part of the ownership group when it came to taking the franchise in the direction that they cumulatively wanted it to go. It wasn't just oh this is you get front row seats with your piece of the franchise. It, it wasn't that. And I think that that's important because I think Dwayne Wade can have an impact on this franchise in such a positive, positive way and make this a place that players want to be. Because, frankly, it should be because it's a great place to be and a great place to live in a great community. So uh, shout out to Andy Larson doing a nice job uh, on the Tribune uh, with that story and getting to sit down with uh, Dwayne Wade. Thought uh, he did a really nice job there. All right. We'll have a market update coming up right around the corner. Our friend Hode Rabino is going to jump on the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. He'll give us a little preview of Arizona State. And, of course, David Locke will be on with us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. It is the big show. Jake Scott with you, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. After a bye week, the Aggies look to keep their Mountain West Conference Championship hopes alive as they head south to Las Vegas for a battle against the Rebels of UNLV. Hear all the play-by-play action beginning with the Aggie pregame show Saturday at 4. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Jake Scott with you, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, we are live today from Silicon Slopes, hanging out with our friends at Homey. We're at the Salt Palace, but it is time for a market update brought to you by our friends at TridayTrading.com. Now, anyone can be a, dra- a day trader. Visit TridayTrading.com. Uh, let's see here. Today, the Dow Jones up 534 points. 
S&P 500 up 74 points. NASDAQ up 251. Uh, we do have some jazz news. We'll talk uh, Arizona State football with Hode Rubino coming up uh, right around the corner. We'll, uh, we'll find out what uh, Arizona State is bringing to the, to the table coming up Saturday night at Rice-Eccles Stadium. We do have some jazz news. Um, the Jazz have waived forward uh, Derek Alston, who had a nice dunk last night, uh, forward center Marquise Bolden, and, uh, and guard Maceo Teague. Uh, all are uh, waived as Jazz wrapped up the preseason. Uh, probably not a surprise. Was uh, definitely impressed with how athletic uh, Alston was. Uh, that was for sure. Uh, notice that Fitz is not on there, so he might end up uh, being the two-way player. Remember, if uh, they don't make Fitz two-way guy, he actually is uh, in the Clippers system, so he will play for the Clippers G League and not necessarily the uh, the Stars. So there you go. There's your Jazz updates as they trim the roster with the season opening up uh, next Wednesday. The Oklahoma City Thunder will be in town and uh, we'll get things going for real as uh, a lot of people expecting big things certainly out of the Utah Jazz this year. All right, coming up next, we'll talk to our friend Hode Rubino about we we are hanging out with our friends here at Homie. We are live at Silicon Slopes uh, and uh, we're at the booth, which is awesome here at the Salt Palace. And uh, I was talking uh, in the previous segment, Katie, about uh, Dwayne Wade and uh, Ryan Smith. They were they were here at Silicon Slopes. This is a, a huge deal, but pretty cool that Dwayne Wade is uh, feeling close with our community. And it's not the place that he thought it was when he was a player. Yeah, for sure. It was really cool to see him yesterday up there on the stage and um, get to hear kind of the discussion about the jazz colors, the ever evolving topic you have an opinion i do Uh, (laughs) it'll take some getting used to i'm sure it will and you know there's changes hard sometimes but you know i do agree that jazz colors and jazz logos and everything has changed and evolved and this is just another evolution and i'm not going to pass too much judgment until it's all said and done I'm it, sure. It's not the first time. The, I mean, the, the first time they did it when Larry went with the mountains, that was, I mean, that, I remember that. That was a shock. That it was, was a shock to the system. That was my era, though. Like, yeah. I, you know, I was a, I used to be, they used to, I don't even know how I got into it, but I was a ball girl, an honorary ball girl. Were you and, really? And I would dress up, and I remember having, like, oh, my gosh, the worst 90s outfits, like, known to man, like, these bright purple tracksuit like pants with my jazz shirt that was way too big for me and the big old bow and the high ponytail in the hair and did you yeah. have the starter jacket i didn't um i do have photos of me with john stockton and jeff hornersek and i remember meeting john stockton for the first time i was like because i always saw him on tv or next to carl malone and i'm like i'm totally his height and i was like in fourth grade <laughs> so when i finally met him i was like why is he so tall? Like, it just, like, blew my mind. So, um, but, yeah, change happens, and I it think does. it's going to be great. I am I am happy. I did notice yesterday that there was a new font um, in the, the score, <laughs> the yeah. scoring, and I was like, I can read it. So that, that did That's make good. me happy. <laughs> that is good, being um, able to read that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I, I'm excited to see what happens and excited to see what Dwayne and, and Ryan do with the Jazz and um, lots of change and lots of exciting things happening and um, excited to see that season start up again. Um, we're here under the Jazz blimp. The blimp is here the that you blimp. had to, to pull across the street. We did have to pull across the street. And so I'm, I'm so excited because 
the blimp is back this year, dropping cash during your halftime shows at the Jazz game. So if you want to have a good old time, come to the Jazz games and see that homie blimp and cheer real loud and we'll drop some cash on you. Um, so we're excited to have that back and, and get back to normal. I feel like you pulling that across the street had the potential to be like cartoonish. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was even better because I have a broken leg right now. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> I'm on a, a little scooter, so I'm scooting across the street as a blimp is following behind me. And, did you get some um, weird looks? Yeah, we did. Um, there's that carpool karaoke like everybody talks about, and I kind of felt that we were in the middle, like we should have just done a little musical as people were <laughs> you know, waiting for us to cross the crosswalk. That's so hilarious. It was, a, it was a good time yesterday. and um, it'll But be, it looks good. It's it looks, here. It looks really good. And it looks good. Yeah, and so we're excited to be dropping uh, cash back on, on our jazz fans and um, just getting the word out there about homing cash and talking about how we can help get them into the right home. What's the number one question you, you get about homing when people are looking into it? You know, it's really funny. Um, we've been sitting here for two days now, and most people are like, oh, you're homie. You're the, you're the people that aren't – you're who we use if we don't want to use a real estate agent. And I'm like, whoa, we are real estate agents. Yeah. I'm a real estate agent. I've had my license for many years and did real estate before homie. And um, so getting to tell that story and tell why I joined homie has been really amazing and trying to let people know, like, hey, we're agents. We've got your back. We're going to help you with the negotiations. You're not on your own. It's not a do-it-yourself. We help you and you save money and it's magical to get to see them get excited because you figured out a better way to do it yeah for it's, sure it's i mean it's not that simple but it is <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it is that simple you yeah. and you've streamlined the whole process so you can save money all the way along for sure it's been really cool to get to talk to people and get to save people money you are a people person i like to talk yeah. if you haven't noticed you and me both <laughs> you know I'm, I'm in i'm in that realm too you know it's good uh thank you katie you're the best we appreciate it thanks jake all right we'll have hode rubino of devil's digest he's gonna join the show coming up next stay tuned big show 97.5 and 1280 of the zone